Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, and this is Don't Tread on America. your host Don Q. Today is April 30th, guys, 2023, the last day of the month. So what are we going to do on the last day of the month? What are we going to do? <laughs> you know what we're going to do. We're going to rock on. Here we go. play a little longer. I was messing with my humidor here. Uh, my cigars here. Let me put them back over there. Uh. All right. All right. How's it going out there today? Yes. The uh, PCGC does smoke only the finest uh, cigars here at DTOM Studios in the free state of Florida. If you guys are so inclined that you want to send me some, message me at DTOM underscore seventeen seventy five. If you have great ideas on cigars, I do enjoy a nice glass of whiskey and a stiff cigar. Or maybe it's the other way around. Anyway, hold on. All right. <clears throat> okay, so here it is. We got today is Sunday, right? The thirtieth. I said last day of April. Oddly enough, this this year is it me or is it flying by? Whew. All right, so I got a, a show for you guys today that can either be a 45-minute or so, two hours later show, or it can be a two-hour show. So this is what I'm going to do. I have I have some stuff here, and I want to tell you what it is. You'll just have to wait. And I think it's I think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> but I'm working on something else that I so badly want to talk about. And I don't know that I can wait till Wednesday to do that. So this is what I'm going to need you guys to do. I'm going to need you guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on right now, right now, pull the phone out of your pocket 
hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. It's free. I'm not one of these podcasts. I'm not doing this. Well, as much as I would like to make this a job, I'm not going to make it a job on y'all's backs. This is going to be a free podcast. As long as I do this podcast, it will be free for you. Okay? So do me the favor of of subscribing to the show, following the show. Um, I don't necessarily care that you follow us on social media or whatever. It's more, more important to me that you follow me here on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Because, um, like I said, the show will always be free. As long as I do the show, I will not do a Patreon. Like I said, I'm still thinking about doing a store uh, with with shirts and stickers and whatnot. I'm still thinking about that whole situation if I feel like <laughs> delving into that process. And maybe I can make a little extra money doing that. I don't know. But... Um, the reason I say that is this. So this week, today's Sunday, most of you guys will probably listen to this on Monday. And uh, what I'm going to do is we're here today. I'm going to be here Wednesday. I'm going to be here Friday. Single the mail essay. And um, that's how that's going to be. And uh, <laughs> I just had a thought in my head. Sorry. Sorry. Went, went blank there for a second, but. Anyway, so I'll be here today, Wednesday, Friday. But this other story I have, I I have to get it out, and I don't think it can wait till Wednesday. So chances are there will be a show popping up again on Monday. So please follow the show. I'm probably going to start doing more of these random shows, whether it's a random Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday show, just because if I'm bored and <laughs> I have nothing else to do, why not throw out some content? You're welcome, by the way. You don't all thank me at once. But you can thank me by following the show, subscribing, whatever whatever podcast app you're on, whatever the 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 gimmick is there, whether it's a su- subscribe or a follow, just hit it. And if you also could give a review if, if that app has that, that would be great also. All right, so quiet. Let me get some background music going here. All right, so if you guys have not listened to Friday's show yet, I encourage you to do so. (laughs) Chris, we were at the gym this morning, he's like, holy shit, were you fucking fired up? He goes, I was ready to grab a damn flag and go into battle. (laughs) I was like, dude, I'm fired up with the shit I broke out on Friday. If you have not listened to it, guys, please do so. Do yourself a favor. All right, so before we get into things, let's not forget about our other sponsors of the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. That's ChristianLawson.com. And also, guys, like I said, if you are on social media, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, or the Ticker Talker, you could follow us at Don't Tread on America. If you're not on any of those and you're on the Twitter machine, we are DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media... I don't blame you. You can follow us still on the interweb at don'ttreadonamerica.com. All those links will be at the bottom of the podcast app on which you're listening to it is on. Uh, copyright, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. So um, now we heard about this earlier, or I guess earlier in the year, maybe last year, uh, where they passed the uh, spending bill last year, September, December, whenever it was, and uh, about them hiring... The, the IRS agents. Well, guess what? 
they're they're getting desperate. And and here's the call out to you. This will be the one thing. This is the one area where Joe Biden can actually say that he has created jobs. We'll give him that. And I was talking to Chris this morning. I showed him this article. And I said, dude, let's go. We can get a job working for the federal government. The IRS is hiring special agents prepared to use deadly force if needed and is paying up to $95,000. I'm like, fuck yeah. Mr. Johnson, you owe us $13.73. We need it now. We are the federal government. We are the IRS. I don't have the money. He gone. I don't know if it's forks like that, but here, here's the article. The international, <laughs> the international, the IRS is hiring armed special agents across the U.S. The agency's criminal investigation units wants people who are now. Here's here's the kicker. Now listen to this story. They don't want. They're not looking for people who are trained uh, police. You know, like if you work, if you're a police officer. Now, I've been a police officer for 15 years, and if you can hear that plane, we're not being invaded. It's just, uh, you know, the Amazon plane's probably dropping stuff off for my wife. It's not even asking for experienced law officers. This is how it reads. <laughs> the IRS is uh, hiring armed special agents across the U.S. The agency's criminal investigation unit wants people who are legally allowed to carry guns. These agents must work at least... 50 hours weekly and be on call 24-7 even during vacations. So, before I read on, I just have to ask. People who are legally allowed to carry guns. So, me, I'm legally allowed to carry guns and do. Um, I have no experience as a officer of the law, but that's obviously not necessary. And uh, 50 hours a week, okay, whatever. Why do I need to be on call 24-7 during and during vacations? What what is what is so important that you're gonna need me? Um <laughs> that you're gonna need me at you know two o'clock in the morning. Hey Don. <laughs> Alarm's going off on your phone. Report immediately to sector B. We have a possible audit evaluation <laughs> it's like to me that seems seems like if if i'm an irs agent and i'm carrying a weapon for the reasons of enforcement of tax evasion i'm assuming can't that be a monday through friday job uh you know oh bob johnson just popped up here i'm you know i, I really have to say this if, if there's anybody that's listening to the show this name is bob johnson I apologize. I don't know why I use that name. It's just a random bullshit name. Um, so Robert Johnson, if you're listening to the show, no offense. It's not about you. It's just a name. Anyway, uh, Mr. Johnson, this is uh, Agent Q with uh, the IRS. And uh, we noticed you were late filing your uh, your IRS tax return this year. And uh, we're going to have to kill you. I mean, what's the point? What am I knocking on your door at two o'clock in the morning, wondering why you haven't filled out your tax return or why it was late or you know you weren't forcing penalties? I mean, you have to ask the question. There has to be something more to this that they're not telling. I mean, obviously there has to be more because they're not telling us. Why do you need armed IRS agents? Number one, 
And why do you need those people to be available 24-7, 365 days? Why? <laughs> the IRS is hiring special agents who shouldn't. Now, this is how it's read. The IRS is hiring special agents who should not be afraid of using deadly force. Criminal investigation in the law enforcement branch of the IRS is looking for agents across the U.S. who can combine accounting skills with law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes. So you need a, a nerd that can shoot a gun. I don't know that there's a lot of those. Special agents are duly sworn law enforcement, aid, uh, law enforcement officers who are trained to follow the money, except for when it comes to Hunter Biden. Oh, These agents investigate financial crimes, money laundering, tax-related identity theft, terrorist fin- uh, financing efforts. They are, uh, are the only IRS workers who are permitted to carry and use firearms. Required to work a minimum of 50 hours a week, always on call, even during vacations and weekends. These agents will need to be fit so they can effectively respond to life-threatening situations per the listing. They will conduct arrests, search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. (laughs) They will conduct arrests of tax evaders, search warrants of tax evaders. What are the other dangerous assignments? But most importantly, they must be legally allowed to carry a gun because we have to make sure they can kill people. It doesn't say that, but it does say about <laughs> legally allowed to carry a gun. So I would assume that means no felons. Guys, I'm sorry. The agents must be prepared to protect themselves or others from physical attacks at any time. And without warming, warning, and use firearms in life-threatening situations. And shouldn't be afraid to use force up to and including deadly force. So there you go. The role pays between $53,000 and $94,000 annually. Applicants must be U.S. citizens in between the... Oh, damn it. Age between 21 and 37. That's bullshit. I missed the cut by 13 years. Can I? Hold on a second. Hold the fucking phone. If I apply for this job and don't get it based on my age, isn't that discrimination? What if I identify as a 36-year-old male? Right? I know what you're thinking. You don't look like a fat. beside the point. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't look like a fucking chick either just because he weighs 100 pounds. <laughs> huh? Huh? Am I right? Nah, I'm applying. Fuck it. Let me. Okay, I'm stopping the show, guys. I gotta go apply. And we're back. I just filled out the application. I did not really. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. If you guys are between the ages of 21 and 37, or like me, who identifies as a 36 year old, go ahead and apply. I mean, depending on what you make at your job now, it could be worth it. You know, 53 to 94,000. Of course, I would need the the, the latter amount. I I would wouldn't want to take a pay cut. Then again, I might be willing to kill for seventy thousand a year. No, I'm just not killing. I have to actually. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so <laughs> on to some more important stories here. Okay, so this is um, Rep Comer from. Um, I think he's from. Yeah, where is he from? Kentucky, I think. 
Um, this was him the other day. He was on on the news. Um, so, you know, Susan Rice has, has left the administration, but there's been reports that Hunter Biden's legal team, along with uh, the Susan Rice's people, have been intimidating, harassing, and bullying whistleblowers into Joe Biden's money laundering, tax evasion, and criminal activities. Here is Rep. Comer the other day on the I'm news. I'm sounding the alarm publicly. Uh, we know that some on Hunter Biden's legal team have made contact with some people that we've been communicating with to get information. We know that some on Hunter Biden legal team have uh, reached out and uh, communicated with uh, some of the people that and institutions that we've subpoenaed. Wow. We know that uh, people within the Biden administration have reached out and expressed their disappointment with some of the people that have been subpoenaed and some of the people that are cooperating with us. And this is very concerning because this is an investigation about public corruption at the highest levels. This is an investigation to determine whether or not our White House and, our, and this administration is compromised because of the millions and millions of dollars they've taken from adversaries around the world. So uh, we've got a situation where there are more and more people coming forward. And we're very thankful for the IRS whistleblower. And I'm pretty confident in the next few weeks, we're going to have more whistleblowers come forward. So it's very important that our whistleblowers are protected and the Democrat politicians, the media, and uh, the legal team for the Biden family, they need to be very careful in not intimidating our witnesses because we need to get the truth and present the facts to the American people. So here's the deal. <clears throat> you have a situation where uh, Hunter Biden's legal team and Susan Rice. Now, this could this could be a reason why she's no longer with the administration. I don't know. But if, if true, how is that not witness tampering? You have two separate whistleblowers that have come out. And I'm, I've got stuff on them, but I also want to tie in a Tucker Carlson twist into this whole situation about the Hunter Biden case and another thing I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. If if you uh, committed a crime, or if you were charged with committing a crime, let's just say, whatever that crime, let's say you, let's say you actually robbed a liquor store, whatever, uh, and you were arrested... And, uh, you know, here we go. Bob Johnson <laughs> owns the liquor store. And he you didn't kill him. You just robbed the place. You held a gun to his face, whatever. And uh, he can identify you. But now you go to Bob Johnson, so you didn't see nothing. You didn't see nothing. It wasn't me. It was someone else. You know, whatever. That's witness tampering, right? Or better yet, if you did kill Bob Johnson and someone saw you running out of the liquor store, so on and so forth, whatever. You would not only be charged with the crime that you committed, but you'd be charged with that. So if if Hunter Biden has nothing to fear, if he didn't do any of the stuff that he's claiming he didn't do, then why would you be witnessing witness tampering? Why would you or your your uh, attorneys or whatever? Why would they why would Susan Rice on behalf, I would assume, of Joe Biden be you know, going 
after not after but like intimidating these witnesses why would they why would they even approach them if you have nothing to worry about if you know you didn't do anything wrong then you wouldn't worry about what these people may or may not be saying right you wouldn't give a shit but i'm gonna put another twist on it as to why you know so it's been a week now tomorrow will be a week that tucker has been fired from fox and people are wondering why Tucker was fired. So I've got two different scenarios that could shine some light. Now, just stick with me here for a minute because I'm going to go in two different directions <laughs> like I do. This first direction is going to piggyback off of what Rep. Comer was just saying about witness tampering. And then I've got a, a couple of stories on that uh, to follow. So here's, uh, here's Tucker. This is a little bit longer of a clip, so I don't know if I'll play the whole thing. We'll see. But here we go. Say what you will about elected Democrats, but they know where the power is. They're like truffle pigs for power. No matter how thick the forest is, they will find it. Here's one example. In his very first hours in office, literally on Inauguration Day, Joe Biden named a new head the of the here. criminal division at the Justice Department. Now, Biden spent that same day, you will remember, lecturing the rest of us about equity, meaning that straight white men are bad. And yet, strangely, the person he chose for this job was not a member of a racial or sexual minority. He was instead a highly privileged straight white guy. He was called Nick McQuaid. Nick McQuaid went to private schools. He rode at Wesleyan. He went to Columbia for law school. He was definitely not oppressed, but that did not matter to Joe Biden. Some jobs are too important for affirmative action. McQuaid's main qualification was being the former law partner of Hunter Biden's criminal attorney. In December of 2020, Hunter Biden hired a Latham & Watkins lawyer called Chris Clark to defend him against potential federal tax charges. Just a month later, Hunter Biden's dad hired Chris Clark's partner, Nick McQuaid, to oversee the agency that could bring those federal tax charges. That seems like an obvious and glaring conflict, but no, Nick McQuaid did not recuse himself from the Hunter Biden investigation. And so, more than two years later, not surprisingly, no charges have been brought against Hunter Biden. And it's not for lack of evidence. For years now, the FBI has had possession of Hunter Biden's laptop. On that laptop, as you know, is a detailed account of how the Biden family made millions of dollars from foreign governments selling access to the U.S. government through Joe Biden. So the question is, among many, did Hunter Biden pay federal taxes on all of that dough? What do you think? This is a guy who left a crack pipe and his driver's license in a rental car because he was too high to put them back into his pocket. Did he pay all his federal taxes? <laughs> Let's just say Hunter Biden does not fit the profile of a faithful taxpayer. But he is the president's son. And that's why when he was asked about the criminal investigation into his taxes two years ago, he didn't seem that worried. Watch. At the end of last year, Biden acknowledged an ongoing investigation by federal authorities for potential tax law violations. Is your legal team working on any kind of a plea deal? Oh, no. I am absolutely certain that what we're doing is, is being completely cooperative with whoever is asking from, a, from any authority whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The implication all through the campaign was that your efforts had somehow benefited your father financially. Have you ever given your father money from any of your no. business ventures? No. Nothing? Nothing. Ever. Not a nickel? Not a nickel. 
directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly. Not a nickel ever. 100%. No. Never. Oh, you lie. You lie. That was two years ago. Weirdly, we haven't heard a lot about the federal tax investigation into Hunter Biden since. And that is strange if you think about it, since we now have tens of thousands of new IRS agents to enforce tax law. And in fact, it wasn't that long ago that the Biden Justice Department, do you remember this? Indicted Donald Trump's 75-year-old accountant because he failed to declare the full value of his work vehicle. I think he was in handcuffs. But somehow, these same enforcers of the law cannot be bothered to bring the Hunter Biden investigation to fruition, not when they have a laptop proving that he took millions from the government of China. How does that work, exactly? Did he pay every dollar in federal taxes? Did he fully declare the value of his work vehicle or of his crack? What about the Russian hookers? By the way, at the same time, DOJ doesn't seem interested at all in the fact that Hunter Biden lied on a federal gun form. Go ahead and try that yourself at home. It's a felony. You'll go to jail. But Hunter Biden is not in jail. He's making art in his garden in L.A. <laughs> is what we're seeing what it looks like? Well, we can finally answer that question. Thanks to a career special agent at the IRS who's decided to blow the whistle on the corruption in the Biden administration. This whistleblower has just informed Congress that he has proof that the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, lied under oath about the Hunter Biden investigation. That's a felony. So the Attorney General of the United States committed a felony, according to this whistleblower, who also says he has seen, quote, preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions and protocols throughout the agency. And that these changes in standard protocol were designed to, quote, benefit the politically connected. So what we've learned here is exactly what you suspected all along, the Biden people are criminals. Watch. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. Lytle told us the whistleblower has been with the IRS for more than a decade and has extensive documentation to support his allegations. The things he's been through are, are very well documented in emails and other communications with the Department of Justice. Including proof that our sleazeball attorney general, whose presence in that job is an offense against the law and tradition of this country, lied under oath of felony. So this is not a small story. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about all of this today at the White House. Why is the Department of Justice sending working-class grandmothers to prison for walking around the Capitol, the People's House, while they bury criminal investigations into the president's son? Okay. <clears throat> so, why did I play that whole thing? Because I don't know what I'm going to talk about today, so I have to let other people do the talking. No. The reason I played that whole thing is because this. So, the IRS whistleblower. So, real quick, before I, before I go on. That was Tucker's last show. That was from his show on the 21st, which was the Friday before. That was his last show. 
So the 21st was a Friday, 22nd, 23rd. On Monday, he was fired. So I'm proposing two separate situations as to why he was fired. That was one. I'll get to the other one here in a little bit. Why is that important? So you heard what he said. Okay. IRS whistleblower claims he has proof the Biden administration has thwarted the criminal investigation into Hunter and has engaged in preferred treatment and politics. Now, this is out of the uh, Daily Mail. A man serving as a supervising agent on a high-profile crime tax probe has come forward seeking whistleblower protections while claiming politics are improperly infecting decisions in the investigation. I'm not going to read this whole article because it's essentially... Tucker essentially summed it up. Okay, he's got proof that they're not doing their due diligence into the laptop situation, into him paying his taxes, into uh, Joe's taxes, the brother's taxes, the whole Biden crime, quote-unquote, crime family situation on top of Merrick Garland. So this is, now this is a person who has come forward. This was last week or I guess two weeks ago, that this person came out. Number one, he was asking for whistleblower protections, not given. Okay? On top of the fact that you have the hunters, people, the administration's people intimidating witnesses, you have whistleblowers coming out, because this isn't the only one. I've got another one I'm going to talk about here in a second. And that's all fine and dandy. Well, this broke the other day. What is it, Don? Oh. <laughs> so, whistleblower mysteriously disappears after vowing to testify against the Biden family. So it appears that Joe Biden and the Biden crime syndicate has taken a page from the Clinton crime family as to what you do with people who are going to talk. You shuddy. A whistleblower has mysteriously disappeared without a trace after coming forward with information about Joe Biden and his family's business dealings. So, there's that. Okay? So then, you jump into um, this one. So, we have another whistleblower against the Biden crime family. Uh, and he's also disappeared. But the interesting thing about this gentleman, his name was uh, Gail, Gall, Gail, whatever, Luft, who um, approached the FBI back in 2019 as a whistleblower with claims of nefarious dealings of the Biden family. Now, let me see, is this... No. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, I thought that was the thing I had there. He um, he was actually arrested in I think it was in um, Israel. Let me let me run through this here: Republican control Congress probes, blah blah blah. FBI reportedly never followed up with Luft on his claims that apparently run parallel, or even so. This was in 2019. This was around the same time of the laptop situation, right? And. Um, <clears throat> But the uh, Southern District of New York did issue an arrest warrant. and extra- So he was actually arrested in Cyprus. So it was in Greece. Uh, he was on his way home to Israel. He was arrested in an airport on February 16th. And now he's also 
disappeared. What in the hell is going on here? So that's part one of my whole uh, why Tucker may have lost his job situation. Um, he did a segment on his Friday show, his last show, about this, right? And then <laughs> you have two whistleblowers involved in this situation. What Tucker was talking about was more about the the tax situation. You have this IRS agent coming out wanting whistleblower protection disappears. You have Comer saying, we want to protect these people, but you're not doing that. Then you have another whistleblower that came out th uh, four years ago, around the same time as the laptop situation came out, who was just arrested back in February and extradited to the United States. Now he's disappeared. And no one's asking questions? <laughs> just saying. All right, so part two as to why Tucker may be gone is this. So this was a video. He was on a podcast. Uh, I think it's called Full Send. I've never listened to the podcast. It might be one to, to look at and check it out. Obviously, these guys are, I'm just a, <laughs> piss in the bucket compared to these guys if they have Tucker Carlson in studio in their studio doing a podcast with them they obviously got a little bit of a stroke so I like to maybe listen to them and hear what they're all about but nonetheless this was the week before he got fired so he got fired you figure the 21st was a Friday he was fired that following Monday the 24th this particular video was during the course of that week I don't know exactly what day but it was during the course of that week where he also did his show and said what he said about Hunter Biden. Now, what he's going to say here has nothing to do with Hunter Biden, but interestingly enough, about another uh, person here. Like, I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like, that is a big part of the revelation that's changed the music my life. Again, so you can media hear are part of the control apparatus. Like, there's no. Yeah, I know, I know, because you're younger and smarter, and you're like, yeah, yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it. Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you, when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the, culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you, when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? 
even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. He also went on to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. For some reason or another, I honestly had the clip. And I know this is going to come as a shock to all of you guys, but uh, I can't find it now. (laughs) Right? Anyway. uh, And he was asking the question of the guards about them being dismissed, you know, oh, you know, and then they were charged. And now they're not charged, but now they're working for the government or, you know, one of them's working again and so on and so forth. So that was another video, which oddly enough, I can't find now. I had it and now it's gone. I, I'm just telling you when you, I've never realized, and I'll get into the Epstein thing here in just a second. I've never realized how much fuckery this government of ours like we we Washington I'm 50 years I'll be 50 this year and I've watched the news as long as I can remember and you always heard about how Russia this and China that and Saudi Arabia this and Iran and I Libya you always heard about this stuff that these countries do to their news media to to the people listening and you always wonder that's crazy I'm glad we don't live in a country like that I'm here to tell you right now that we do I'm telling when I tell you I had the video today, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. I had the video this morning. It's gone. I had the video on my phone. <laughs> now, mind you, the video was a link off of Twitter, and that link is gone. Um... I'm just telling you when I tell you, let me see if this, I don't, this is the same one I just played. So, um, there's no sense in playing it. So, let me push that right there. Boom. Okay. Um, (laughs) anyway, so he goes on to talk about Epstein and this, that, and the other thing. Now, (laughs) this is, I'm just making this connection as I'm talking right now. Here's what I believe happened. Okay. Now, I try to be as straightforward with you guys as possible those of you that don't actually know me um for the people that do know me know i don't pull punches when i'm saying something okay i have a tendency to joke a lot but when i'm talking about stuff that's real i don't joke this is not a joking matter what i'm telling you right now is in that video that i played for you it continued when he was talking about the media, it continued on into the Epstein stuff. Okay? Stuff that we all know. So I'm not really breaking any news here by telling you that the media covered up some bullshit with Epstein and that we all believe that he was murdered. Right? I can't imagine that there's one person listening to this show right now that can't honestly say that Epstein killed himself. Right? So, here's why I think that video magically disappeared. Today's April 30th, right? We talked about that, right? April 30th, right? This article broke today in the Wall Street Journal. Now, before I read this article, and before anyone kicks in my front door and kills me, (laughs) I, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I can laugh at someone coming here and killing me, right? Anyway, um, (laughs) 
I'm going to read this article that came out today, April 30th, 2023, out of the Wall Street Journal. You can look this up. Is it any coincidence that this article came out? Now, I was up at 3.30 this morning doing show prep because I went to the gym. Me and my wife got home. I got home. Me and my wife went to breakfast. We did some grocery shopping. She went to work, and I'm here. So in that 10-hour time frame of me pulling that video this morning and talking to you right now, the video was gone. It wasn't gone. It was replaced. I had the video. Like I clicked on the link. Here is the link. So the link, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't disappear. It changed, which is weird. But this might explain why. Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief, amongst other people. Okay, so um, this this is breaking today, Sunday, oddly enough. The nation's uh, spy chief, a longtime colleague, uh, college president, and top women in finance, the circle of people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported. According to a trove of documents that include his schedulers, William Burns, director of the CIA since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was deputy secretary of state. So that was under uh, uh, Obama, right? The documents show they first met in Washington and when Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Catherine Rumler, a White House counselor under Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein within years um, after her White House service and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs. In 2020, he also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and 2017 trip to Epstein's private island. Leon Bostein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. None of their names appear in Epstein's now public black book of contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on his private jet. The documents show that Epstein's arranged multiple meetings with each of them after they had served jail time in 20, uh, 2008 for a sex crime involving teenage girls and was a registered sex offender. The documents, which include thousands of pages and emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017, haven't been previously reported. The documents don't reveal the purpose of the meetings. The Wall Street Journal couldn't verify whether the scheduled meeting took place. Most of those people told the journal they visited Epstein for reasons related to his wealth and connections. Uh, several said that they had served his that uh, he had served his time and had been has been rehabilitated himself. Mr. Bostein said he was trying to get Epstein to donate to his school. Chomsky asked, had said that uh, Epstein discussed political and academic topics. And that's, and that's something else real quick that reading this made me think of this. In that video with Tucker, his question where he was going with the Epstein situation, not only just about his murder, but about Epstein, the person in general, 
Where did he get his wealth? Where, where did he get his money? He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He didn't provide a service to gain his wealth. Why was this person so rich? Um, it's also reported. Let me see if it goes into this. This just kind of goes into his whole why he was arrested and sexual, this, that, and the other thing. I, we This is not anything we didn't know about. Um, so uh, after my reporter does this woman or abuse, prosecutor charged Epstein in 2019 with sex traffic conspiracy, died that year in jail while awaiting trial. Uh, the medical examiner said it was a suicide. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me go to this article here. This piggybacks off of that. So, in a scathing report from the Wall Street Journal, claims numerous high-profile monkey books with, uh, met with Jeb, uh, Epstein after he's convicted sex offender. CIA director uh, leftist Noam Chomsky, uh, White House counsel, and a Rothschild met with Epstein, according to the new report that cites the convicted pedophile's private calendar. So I'm going to skip down to the part with the uh, Rothschild thing, and that might shed a little light on the situation because a lot of this we already read about the Goldman Sachs person, the CIA person. Okay, so Epstein alleged connect Rumler with Ariane de Rothschild, a member of the infamous Rothschild's family and now executive chief executive of Swiss Bank de Edmund or Bank. Edmund de Rothschild Group. Ariane allegedly had more than a dozen meetings with uh, Epstein. The Rothschild family member reportedly bought nearly $1 million worth of auction items. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? How am I reading an article and it just disappears? Um... Okay, <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck just happened? Uh, nearly one uh, of items Epstein behalf in 2014-2015. Miss Rothschilds was named chairperson, chairwoman of the bank in January of 2015. Wall Street Journal reported that October she had Epstein negotiated a $25 million contract for Epstein's Southern Trust Company to provide risk analysis and the application of use certain algorithms for the bank. According to the proposal, Reviewed by the journal. Um, so, could his connection to these types of people, Rothschilds, number one, being who those people are and what we know about them, could that have anything to do with his wealth? Not necessarily just the Rothschilds. And then you have to ask the question, who is Jeffrey Epstein and why does anyone give a shit about this guy? Whether he was rich on his own, inherited his money, uh, created the whatever. How is this guy relevant? I mean, he's dead. How is How was he relevant? How was he connected? How was he rich? How was he all of these things? No one can say he's rich because of this. He's connected because of that. He's he's nothing, but he's so connected. Who is Jeffrey Epstein, and why is he 
so important to these people? That's the question that I'm writing down right now. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research because that, that's an interesting subject in itself. That could be a show in itself. All right. And we're going to go ahead and close it out with this last story. So, I guess, anyway, to sum it up real quick before I get into anything next, um, you have two different situations that could, both things could have led to uh, Tucker's demise. Um, but individually, each one of those also. I would almost even point to that Epstein thing, the fact that that video disappeared. Not only disappeared, but was replaced the same day this article comes out of the Wall Street Journal. That is interesting to me. All right, so a lot of people are asking, why hasn't DeSantis announced his run for president? Well, I I don't know. I think I've touched on it here and there during the show. In the the state of Florida, there's a law saying that if you're a governor, let let me back up. If you're a state representative of any kind, if you're a state congressperson, a, uh, a state governor, uh, a mayor, you know, whatever, if you, if you have any kind of state government dealings, then you have to uh, quit. You have to give up that job to go um, and run for president. So I have always said that he's not going to, he can't, announce his run for president until this bill gets changed. Now, for those of you that live in Florida, you know this, that um, the the state Senate and state Congress has a supermajority. Republicans have a supermajority in both those houses. So pretty much anything they want to pass, they can pass, which is really pissing off a lot of us with the constitutional carry, yay, we passed constitutional uh, carry, even though it's concealed. Uh, everyone wanted open carry. So obviously, as much as they have a supermajority, some people, some of those in the supermajority caved, but nonetheless. So Florida's new pl- uh, law paves way for DeSantis' pre- uh, presidential bid. No need to step down as governor. So a bill was finally passed on Friday by the Florida legislator. According to the bill, state office holders can now participate as candidates for presidential elections without resigning from their ongoing office term. The state state house passed the bill with a majority of the votes, 76-34. After getting passed by the state house with a majority of votes, the bill now moves to the governor's office for its final assent, which obviously he's going to sign. So that was on Friday. The bill passed. He'll probably sign it. On Monday, I would assume Monday or Tuesday, which means that I would assume by the end of this week, you'll have an official announcement by Ron DeSantis. Uh, a lot of people I've been hearing, Christy, Chrissy, Christy's known from uh, South Dakota. I've heard her name being thrown around a lot uh as possibly running i don't know the law in south dakota as far as because she's on the same cycle as um desantis so she still has you know the rest of this year and two more years to be governor so um i honestly don't see her running for president that's just my personal opinion now this is something that we said on this show a while ago i mean probably damn near two years ago at least a year and a half ago 
And I even put a thing on our Facebook page, DeSantis Gnome 2024. And I could honestly see that. Now, that would obviously would take DeSantis to be able to win the Republican uh, nomination over Trump or whoever else. Um, and that obviously would be remains to be seen. But um, nonetheless, I think it's safe to say that you'll hear. Um, I would assume, I would assume by the end of of this week, this coming week, you'll hear DeSantis officially run because he'll sign that bill Monday, Monday or Tuesday. I guarantee you. Uh, the funny thing is, though, the state Democrats have lambasted the legislation, which is bundled with a broader election bill as a concession to Governor DeSantis, who is predicted to eventually run the Republican primary for, uh, well, not for governor in 2024. Obviously, this was a misprint. President in 2024. Democrat Republican Angela Nixon stated on Friday that to run for president election, DeSantis has to resign his current office post, period, she asked. As I last remember, being governor was not an easy task and was a full-time job. There are a lot of calls to make, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think you're going to have a problem. We actually have a pretty strong uh, lieutenant governor here in this state. And I would assume that I, I, I can't think of the lieutenant governor's name off the top of my head. I, I believe it's a, a female, which whatever. But I believe you'll have a lot of her sitting in as the co-governor, so to speak, and DeSantis on the phone. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see many Floridians having an issue with this. I personally don't know if DeSantis is ready to be a president. If I, if I had to pick a perfect scenario, I would take Trump. I would take a Trump-DeSantis ticket. DeSantis go in as VP after the four years of Trump. DeSantis steps in and you get eight years. I mean, that, that to me would be your perfect scenario. And that's that very well could also happen. Let's let's say you have Trump, you have DeSantis declares he's running, you have Trump and you have the rest of them, whoever those people are, you know. Um, I think it would be an awesome I, – I think if Trump, if Trump wins, let's say Trump wins the, uh, the Republican nominee, okay, but he barely wins. Like it comes down to just him and DeSantis because uh, all the other people that are, that are in the mix have dropped out. And it comes down to the last, the last day and, DeSantis, and Trump pulls it out. You know, why would you, Donald Trump, not want to take DeSantis as your running mate. You can you can have your arguments and you can say whatever you want to say the whole time you're running for the primary. But when it comes down to it and you want to win, why would you not take DeSantis as your running mate? Well, Don, the same could be said. If DeSantis wins, why would he take Trump? I, I, why, why would Trump do that? Why would Trump want to be vice after being president? Now, that's when I think you see a a Chrissy Nome or a Carrie Lake, or it'll be a female if DeSantis wins. I have a feeling, but if Trump wins, it could you really could toss a coin because I could see it be DeSantis, but I could also see it being a female. But nonetheless, I think that's all I got today. So 
like I said, I actually have one more story, but I could really ramble. I'm, we're approaching an hour as it sits. That's why I said what I said. So keep this in mind. I really think Monday or Tuesday I will post another show. So please follow this show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Go ahead and hit the subscribe. It's, it's free. I'm telling you, it's free. Plus, you know, shipping and handling. No, I'm joking. But um, this next one I have, it kind of hits me personally. And that's why I really want to delve into this this next topic and I really want to commit. I'm not saying it's going to be another hour show. It might be a 30, 40-minute show or it could be an hour and a half. You know how I am. <laughs> but uh, that's why I don't want to get into it now because we're already hitting an hour. I need to kind of wind down for the day and get ready to go to bed. And um, But this next story that I'm going to get into about a certain somebody who's also running for president and the things that he has to say in him. I'm very intrigued by this person and some of the things he said. I have a video that he had some things to say. I'm going to play that video, and then I'm going to go into some things about that and things in my personal life that you guys will be very interested in. So with that being said, guys, today is... Uh, what is today? 4.30. So, uh, it's, uh, April 30th, 2023, right? Sunday, last day of the month. Guys, please subscribe to the show. Follow us on social media, Don't Tread on America. If you don't, go to our website, subscribe, don'ttreadonamerica.com. That, too, is also free. I will not spam you. We'll not get a bunch of crap. So, just follow us there. And, uh, keep a lookout. Maybe I'll get crazy and put up a store and we can buy merch. So you guys check us out. And uh, you have a great day. And uh, I'll talk to you again very, very soon. See you later.